0: You know who you're giving all of this money to, if you can trust them, what the terms are. Um... Hello and welcome back to A Sideways Life Podcast, The Honest Guide to Living and Working Abroad. This is episode 71. I'm Leanne. I'm Al. And welcome.
1: Hello, hello, hello. So if you've been listening recently, then you'll know that we've we've put together a roadmap. Um, which is gonna help you to live and work abroad. And it basically consists of three main questions, and each question has three sub-questions. So do you remember, here's a test for you, Leanne, do you remember the three stages?
0: The first is why, the second is how, and the third is where.
1: Exactly, so question number one you have to ask yourself is, why do you want to live and work abroad? Then you go on to, how am I going to live and work abroad? And finally, you go to the, where am I going to live and work abroad? And we th- we found, we, we discovered that most people, including ourselves, start off with the where. And then they go, oh, we work out the high, the how. And then after a while, they work out, oh, maybe actually, you know, the why was about things didn't, things didn't change the way we thought they were going to change. So we ask that we do it in the reverse, option, reverse order. Yes. <laughs> so today, what are we talking about today, Leanne?
0: Well, last week, if you listened, if you listened last week, you would know we kind of talked about, our, we talked through the whole roadmap, but really, we were kind of focusing on the why, uh, because we have just left our home in Istria. We are now in Split, um, so we talked about kind of why we made that decision to to leave Istria and try out a new city. So today, as we are in said city, and we've had a hell of a week. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, it's been some some highs and some lows, and we'll tell you all about them. Um, but yes, we thought this week, let's talk about split as our where mm. things that we found out since we've been on the ground, mistakes that we've made that we could have potentially avoided. We're a bit out of practice, aren't we? We used to do this a lot more frequently, so we're a little out of practice. So we've just been reminding ourselves a bit more about how we used to approach it, the things that we used to do that we've perhaps forgotten about, or I guess just the, the level of vigilance that we had that we perhaps forgotten kind of how vigilant we were um so we're going to talk you through kind of our where what we figured out and hopefully some tips as well not just about split but wherever you're looking in the world these tips should should transfer i think
1: absolutely so um let's call this something like the x number of mistakes or the x mistakes people make when deciding where to live or actually moving to where they live does that sound is that too negative
0: no i think just pitfalls risks yeah mistakes that we've made Okay,
1: so, mistake number one. Do you want us to kick off with that or will I?
0: Should we kick off at the deep end?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: What are we kicking off with?
1: I don't know. You look very confident when you said that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I think the first thing to think about, particularly if you're going to a city, if you're going to a small town or village, then this variable is going to be much less risky. Um, but if you are going to a big city, choosing the right area is really, really important in terms of what the lifestyle is like, what the general kind of community is, whether it's young people, whether it's families, whether it's older people, Um how close you are to the city centre, whether you want to be close to a specific landmark or the sea, Um, kind of figuring out how to decide on the area Um, and then also what is affordable because different areas come at different price tags. So we moved to Split, we'd previously stayed in the old town, we loved the old town but it wasn't right for us because it's We've got dogs, so it's nice to have a bit more open space nearby. Uh, we have a car with all of our stuff in it, so we need somebody to, somewhere reliable to park it, In the old town parking is a problem. So we knew we wanted to look out. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of space as well, we wanted to have a little bit more space in terms of our actual apartment that we lived in. Um, so from affordability perspective, the further out we moved from the, the city center, generally the more affordable it became. Um, So that's what we decided to do.
1: Now, just to give you a bit of context on this, then our advice on this is going to be not to book a long term Airbnb tenancy, whatever, without getting boots on the ground.
0: Yes, yeah, so we're only here for five weeks. So initially we kind of thought, and you know, if you if you travel a lot, you'll know that once you hit a month on apps like Airbnb or booking.com or anywhere really, once you hit a month, you're going to start to incur some really chunky discounts. So for us, we're only here for five weeks. Let's just book one place. We can explore from there and, and go about it. Um, even now, that is a mistake mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought it'd be fine so if you are moving somewhere long term then absolutely get your boots on the ground before you sign any kind of long-term lease Um, to give you an idea of the area we're in we were really kind of swayed first of all by the apartment that we found mm-hmm. um it is a beautiful apartment it's it's small it's petite it's only one bed um, but it's really nicely um furbished it's on the top floor of a, a newly built apartment block it's got a wrap around terrace Looks over the well. It depends which way you look. If you look <laughs> one way, you see the beautiful mountains um, that that border split. If you look look the other way, you're looking at a road and some dodgy looking houses. But you know, you choose to look in a particular direction. It's fine. Um, the mistake we made is that we're a little bit too far out um, in that. To get into town, we're about a 45-minute walk, which is fine, we've done it. To get to the beach, it's about a 45-minute walk, fine, we've done it. Um, but more the issue is, well, the area that we've picked, because we didn't take the level of vigilance and research that we usually do, we were kind of like, well, you know, there's, there's certain areas that we liked within fair distance so how different can it be well quite different um and unfortunately the neighborhood that we picked we have since learned being on the ground is not the most desirable place to live mm. um these things can happen anywhere uh, but it did happen where we currently are peanut and i got in a bit of a pickle with an akita which is a large dog on tuesday mm. which resulted in a visit visit to the vets and patching ourselves up and i have got the most bruised legs since early in the morning at this point i think i'm just easier paint myself purple <laughs> than hoping for any kind of tan or getting my legs out this summer so um so yeah not a great experience um since talking to the vets we've realized that these things these things aren't necessarily common but not unheard of in this area um so for us that has really reminded us that we're tied into five weeks, but it's very expensive. Season started. We are we are here now. Um so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get, get through it. And we've got workarounds and whatnot, but it has reminded us that if you are new to a city Ask, and I think before you get there, get onto the Facebook groups. Which again, we used to do, and we didn't. Why didn't we do that? I don't know. We we're excited, I think. Yeah. So get onto the Facebook groups. Find like things like for Split to use an example. There's an expats in Split group. There's a digital nomads in Split group. Get on there, ask a the question. Where are the best neighborhoods in this in the city to live uh, for your specific circumstances? Whether that having animals, being a couple, being a family, and where to avoid, and where to avoid. Yeah, I think that's the first tip before you book anything and before you you're able to get on the ground ask Mm -hmm. ask
1: absolutely and the second tip is to it is a bit more expensive doing it this way but um is to book somewhere for a week maybe and then once you're there just decide yes um yes you're going to miss out on the monthly discount but the fact is that we're now going to leave potentially a week to two weeks earlier than we expected to to, A week earlier, yeah. to to go and live in the area we want to live in. So really the discount we got is smaller than the money we're going to be wasting by leaving earlier. And yeah. um, the other thing about uh, Airbnb, you may or may not know, is that if you do book a month or twenty-eight days or longer, there's no cancellation policy on it. You, if you even if you cancel it a week before, then generally you don't get any money back. So there's there's advantages you're going to get a big discount for twenty-eight days or longer. Disadvantages that generally there's no there's no there's no um, cancellation policy. Um, so if we were to do this again, I think that we would probably book for seven to ten days here. Yeah. In this apartment. We probably discover re- fairly, hopefully not the way Leanne discovered with, uh boy she was fighting off a 50 kilogram dog. And by the way.
0: One, by yeah, the way.
1: Yeah, she won. <laughs> she, pulled the, she pulled the dog off our little dog who's 15 kilos. Um, And uh, and so she pulled it off by, you know, by the scruff of its neck. And, and, and poor Peanut, yes, he had some bite marks and punches and he's been to the vets and he's very sorry for himself. But the fact is that Leanne stopped it from being much worse than it could have been um anyway so the the point is that if we had been here for a week even without that happening we would have heard people say or oh, just the one area you need to avoid is x and that's the area
0: we were in. we learned that pretty quickly didn't we we actually and this is another another good way to do it when you are if you are self-employed or freelance or you need kind of that kind of working element to it Uh, we visited a co-working space which is about 20 minute walk from where we're currently living Um, and just went to see I think they came up on LinkedIn I thought that's weird it's quite close let's go see them lovely lovely women that that run it had a great chat with them the co-working space wasn't quite right for us at at this time um, but we had a great conversation anyway and the minute you know we asked them about areas what parts of split do you really like so this was on Tuesday we arrived on.
1: Sunday. Sunday,
0: and by th- in two days, they told us everywhere is great. Avoid this. What did they say? It's like the Wild West. Mm. Like just avoid this area, and we're like, shit, that's where we live. <laughs> Fuck.
1: So, there's the first tip: is that if you are going to a, to a different city or a different area, um, then just book for a week or ten days. Yes, it's a more expensive way of doing it, but overall, it'll be better because you can always negotiate directly with the Airbnb host at that point if you love it. Assuming there's availability, so tip number one is just to book a small amount, a small amount of time. Tip and
0: try and ask on the groups as well before you. Okay, well, tip number two
1: is to ask on the groups, Um, and tip number three is when you do get there, ask everyone, like where is the best area to live. We've spoke to a. I
0: think people as well that are actually going to. Be that are similar to you. So we asked the, the women in the co working space because they're connected to the nomad community. We could talk to people we met on the beach, on the dog beach, because they mm-hmm. have pets and and well, they have dogs. Um, and then we yes, we asked people just in restaurants and cafes and um, bars that we go to. Um, but I think as well, it's, it's asking a good representation of people because mm-hmm. people are gonna say shit about an area for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, we we know people who would talk badly about certain areas in Manchester where we. We've actually really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you have to kind of gather various opinions, I think. And I think our typical rule is if we hear the same thing about one place three times, mm-hmm. we tend to trust it.
1: Yeah. So whether that's positive or negative from three different sources. So there's your sort of top top tips. First top, top tip is to book for a small period of time. Second top tip is to ask on Facebook. In fact, probably that should be your first. Ask on Facebook groups. Uh, ask around what the areas you should look at, what the areas you should avoid. And thirdly, when you do get there, treat your first 10 days as just talking to everyone. You you want to find out where you want to be after that. Um, and so just like Leanne said, ask everyone, but do take A, with a pinch of salt, and B, just think about the person you're asking. If you're asking an older person who's in their 60s and you're 19 where the best place to live is, they are definitely <laughs> going to say. slightly different opinion. Yeah, they're probably going to have different opinions.
0: Yeah, and but then similarly, you know, if you're asking a single person you have a family, you have children, mm-hmm. then you're going to get a different... A different viewpoint. So yeah, I think the other the other thing that we have learned and seem to have had confirmed since we've been in Split, and we've we would have said this on the podcast ages ago, I'm sure. But when we're in Spain, there's a general rule of thumb that we learn about calculating local rents mm-hmm. that local people pay. Um, because yeah there is a tourist tax and they're going to try and you know get more money if they can and I say they as in people are all over the world
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but typical rule of thumb is whatever you are paying as a tourist per week particularly in in season so kind of April through to the end of September
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, whatever you pay per week is typically approximately gonna be what that monthly rent is. Yeah. On a long-term latch. does that make sense? It does. So that's if you're paying five hundred pounds a week, it's likely that the rent. Airbnb. Yeah, and it's likely that the rent per month is going to be five hundred pounds.
1: Yeah, and that's a really good rough rule of thumb. There is some slight changes in August in very very touristy areas. For example, uh, you know apartments over here can go for three thousand euros a week in August. So just ignore the August one, but generally the shoulder months are May, June, July, September. That's, that's what it's going to work out. So there's your tip yeah. number four is that uh, that your monthly, your weekly on Airbnb is roughly your monthly and a longer term. Tip number five is that, particularly in Croatia, I don't know whether it happens in the cities in um, Spain or France or anywhere like that, but particularly in Croatia, we've noticed that people will offer, say, oh yes, there's a long-term rental here, but you have to disappear for July and August. You can't stay here for mm. July and August. Or it's, Let's say eight hundred euros a month, and then July and August it's three thousand euros for those two months. Then goes back down to eight hundred. So that
0: seems to be more the case in Croatia, doesn't it? Yeah, we've not seen anywhere else, and we never had it in Spain. We were there for four and a half years and never had that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, particularly in Croatia, it just seemed to be a thing. And it may well be like, say, another you know, Croatia is, is, you know, the main economy is their tourism. So it is everything. Um, so there may be similar places. But, um, but, yeah, worth checking on that.
1: Absolutely. I think the tip number five is that you – it kind of contra, contravenes what we thought at first. But it's unlikely you're going to find the place you're going to live or a good place to live – Economically, by going through websites and going through remote, it's being boots on the ground, and mm-hmm. we talk about this. When we, when we first went to Spain, so we lived in Spain for like five, four years, four and a half years, and the um, and we went, we we looked online, and everything was saying, oh, it's around about sort of twelve hundred euros a month for fourteen hundred euros a month. And this was back in two
0: thousand and thirteen. Yeah. So it's like
1: what? Yeah, that was. I mean, that that was quite expensive. Then we so we took a flight, um, in. I think the beginning of May. I can't remember. It was it was, it was early, yeah, early in the year. Yeah,
0: I mean, maybe even March, April time. Yeah, we
1: took a flight over for a week and just met with lots of different agents. And got them to show us around and then went on went into and we and that was good because the first part of it was they showed us the first agent took us up and down where we wanted to live and showed us each sort of like development or village or whatever or town. And then once we'd narrowed it down going we kind of like this town then we started going around the local agents and um, and what's interesting is that we went to a couple of English guys in this particular town. Um, and they were, I can't use that word on this podcast, but they were arseholes. <laughs> um, uh, actually, one of them was all right, but the other guy was a total dick. Yeah. Um, to the point where we said something like, um, he, he wanted 800, no, 900 euros for this apartment, and he said, we want two months deposit. And I was like, that's Two awesome. months
0: deposit, three months up front, and it was like, what? And yeah. you're over like five months.
1: Yeah, and we said, <clears throat> that just doesn't sound, you know, that's not ideal for us. And he said, well, I have to question. If you can't afford that five months, then do I want to rent to you? And it's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so then we, uh, then we went to another little Spanish um, letting agent, and she spoke amazing English, evers and uh, um, and we started talking to her, and she went, right, I've got three or four. Let me show you some of these tomorrow. We ended up renting our first apartment for about €400, Euros, it was a... A
0: better apartment. Yes. In the same block. Yes, for five hundred euros,
1: five hundred a month, which when the euro one was one month deposit, yeah, when the euro was one point four. Sorry, I'm talking over you a little bit today, aren't I? No, no. When euro was one point four, so it was more like about three hundred and seventy-five quid or something a month for this two-bedroom, beautiful apartment with a pool and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So that happened to us when we were the first place we went to. The second place we went to, which is maybe about two or three years later, because she actually got us two houses there. She got to the apartment and then another one. I remember we we call it Dream House Dream House One because there's been three Dream Houses. Dream House One, we went into this apartment and she said, Oh let me just open the blinds to the terrace. She opened like the shutters to the terrace and then you could just there was nothing in front of us but but until it got to the Mediterranean Sea about Ten meters past it, mm-hmm. and there's a hundred. I say private beach. It wasn't really private beach, but it was. It was difficult to get to if you were coming from the public.
0: Yeah, it was only really people that lived around there that would use it.
1: And, and sh- as she opened the the shutters, we both looked. She just went, "Yeah, this is the one. This is mm-hmm. the one." Now That happened again. We went to Colmenar, didn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is a village in Andalusia, a little north of Malaga.
1: And so, um, so we went up there, and we went. We went to. We literally drove to the top six villages. Um, According to population in this particular area, which is called Axakia, and we went to each one of those, and we were like, okay, so this is like the third most popular village, or third most populous village, by number of people, Um, and we really liked the feel of the village. There was a two or three little sort of bar, uh, little restaurants. There was a couple of quite a few bars. It just felt really nice, Um, and so we landed. We had a cup of coffee. Um, We looked around, and we saw a Guinness sign hanging out, hanging out for one of the bars. So we went along, and we looked in the window, and. Yes, it was owned by an English person. Actually, it was owned by an English an English lady, but her husband, I think, was either Irish or Irish roots. I can't remember exactly which.
0: Yeah, I think he was Irish, and they'd rented out the unit to a couple of guys from Granada.
1: And so so we went so we looked in the window and said, Yes, there's there's a state agent. She's an estate agent. So I mean it was luck, but we, we wouldn't never have found her because her website is difficult to find and difficult to navigate. And I don't even know whether the prices are the same on the website as they are. I doubt it. <laughs> so we went so we rang the number, got in touch with her, went out a coffee with her. She's like, Yeah, I've got five places I can show you. And we got our next place, which was a
0: Well actually, she actually initially just met us for a coffee and asked us lots of questions about us and what we do, how long we're around, how we work, how we make our money, where we've lived previously, whether we had gone through agents or other people. She really was just like a, she wanted to find out more about us, see if she could trust us really, didn't she? Mm. And then she was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go and have a think and I've got some place that I'll send you some details. And I think we actually met her then a second time and she then she, she took us out. So I think, and, and that happened in Croatia as well. There seems to be some kind of culture. Let's just meet first. See if we can trust each other, and then we'll talk.
1: Mm-hmm. But all this is because we were on the ground, and she found us two two properties. One on a short term basis, which we'd got an indoor swimming pool. Um, it got a pool table. Um, it was great. And then whilst we were there, we had the time then to say, right, okay, come April, we're looking for something for twelve months. And she took us to several different places, uh, spent a good day with us, and we found our dream a dream villa, which was a villa in the middle of some olive groves, looking out over the most beautiful scenery, huge te- huge terrace, pool, three-bedroom summer house, which I think we got for 800 euros, was it? Yeah.
0: Um, good time. It was amazing.
1: It was absolutely amazing. So we never... I mean, that kind of thing, would Airbnb, would easily be 800 a week. And, uh, you know, if you tried to do it remotely then you know, they'd be like, Oh, well, this is gonna be two thousand euros a month because you're not there. They don't trust mm-hmm. you, they're gonna, you know, charge you more.
0: And we found that in, in Croatia as well. So when we were looking at apartments for this trip we actually saw one that was ridiculously out of our price tag and we've since learned ridiculously overpriced mm-hmm. um but we were like with cheeky offer and that's the other thing as well on airbnb is to be a bit cheeky and, and give people will and we talked about definitely talk this before mm-hmm. in terms of airbnb tips but people will sometimes be open to negotiating on this occasion he wasn't um but you know i kind of said to him just out curiosity what would this went for long term he gave a daft number
1: do you want to tell him the number
0: Oh yeah, he gave us four thousand euros a month. Fifty thousand euros he wanted for the year. For a two a small two bed apartment. In a great area, don't get me wrong, it's a great area. But beyond that, it does look like a bachelor's thrown up in it. It's not <laughs> No. Um But yeah, so we but then just even sparking that kind of Thought that we might be looking for long term options, he then got in touch with us a couple of weeks later and was like, "Look, if you guys are in split, do you want to come and see it? Maybe if you see it, it'll change your mind." Blah blah. It mm-hmm. didn't. But what was really useful is that we met not the owner, but the guy who is basically managing the property for him, who was lovely, very well connected, has a couple of houses down in Mokaska, which is a bit further down the coast. Um, and he, because like we chatted to him, we had a really good like just just nice people weren't they we had peanut with us so that kind of sparked some conversation about their dogs and they loved animals um and i think we just again you start to build that personal relationship and then he called me didn't he a few days later and was like your man's dreaming i think 35 is is more reasonable that point, we don't like the flat you could offer us for like two quid and we wouldn't take it um but i kind of said that you know now but you know we might be back we'll be looking long term is this something that you help people do not sure what you do is do you take private clients He was like yes we do and then just so you know you should get somewhere really decent looks decent for between 1000 1500 euros per month and we only would ever have found that out from kind of taking the time having the conversations and Building that relationship.
1: Absolutely. So that goes into, so that's tip number whatever it is. I might have to listen back to this and do the show notes. But so that is get your boots on the ground. You've got to get there. Don't ever sign up for anything you've not seen for for a long term. And and I would even say that a month is long term if you're in a really nasty area. Or worse. Now this is my final tip and you might have more I think. But my final tip is um, that once you are there in the area then you can start to look at Airbnbs in the local area and go and see them. Now, we did this, uh, was it a couple of days ago? I can't remember. Um, And uh, there was two. We had a short list maybe. Leanne found about 10. Leanne's amazing at finding Airbnb stuff. I look and I never find anything. Leanne always finds the most amazing ones. And they were kind of around about 500 pounds a week, were they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so about about, that.
1: about the same as this. Obviously, with Airbnb, there's fees as well, which can often push that up quite a lot. Um, but so we 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 look, whittled it down to two options, quite close to each other. And so we said, right, well, let's go and look at them. Now, Airbnb doesn't give you the exact location. However, most of them have got outdoor, pictures of the outdoor bit. Um, or you can look through the window and go, oh, there's a tennis court there. And it gives you the rough area. So we just drove and walked around until we found it. We're like, we found it? This is the apartment. First one we looked at, um, and we're like, yeah, this is really nice. And then there was a little, <laughs> there's a little um, path down to the beach that um, that mm-hmm. we went and had a look at. Beautiful, right on the beach, lovely, quiet area, nice mm-hmm. cars. But
0: yet there's always things they don't tell you and the pictures you have to really scrutinize. But what we didn't know and what wasn't mentioned in the description about this apartment was that it's it's kind of a basement apartment, like it's half below street level, mm-hmm. Um, but does have a beautiful terrace. And the way it's positioned, it does get the sun for most rest of the day. So we were kind of like, yeah, we can live with that. But we wouldn't have known it was a basement apartment until, unless we would have seen it. Or we would have rocked up and found out.
1: Absolutely. So then we went to look at the second option, um, which wasn't quite as much, as nice an apartment. But still better location. Better location. And we turned up and we parked. And we, we could find out where it was. We parked and they were literally building another apartment block next to it.
0: And by next to it, there must have been like 10 feet separating yeah. like massive cranes and drilling. And,
1: and even in there, like the 30 seconds it took to get out the car and walk up to have a look, we heard three or four of the of the guys on the building site were throwing big buckets of, um, I'm guessing it's stuff that they, I don't know, rubbish or whatever, but concrete from the top floor of the fifth floor up into a skip which scared the crap out of all of us the first time it happened we thought well that's just not gonna be any good and that we would never have known we never would have known unless we'd um unless we got our boots on the ground
0: yeah exactly There's, it's so important and i think it's something that i'm not sure what it's like in other places but in the uk it's not renting you go through an agent or you go direct to the owner online you go see it you find you sign a contract you can use apps to understand like what the local rent typically is like it's very transactional whereas our experience in and where we've looked long term which is um, which to be fair has only been Spain and Croatia but two very different countries um it has been more about the relationship more about being on the ground um Yeah, to really get a clear idea of what you can get for your money, um, what's fair, what area you want to be in. It's all down to that relationship.
1: And the final tip, I think, for me is, I think I said my last one was final, but this one's final, is that we were told that people ask for the rent they want, not necessarily the market rent. And so there's two parts to that. First of all, you might go and look at two apartments, both identical. One is on at €4,000 a month, one is on at €800 a month. Um, what often impacts that is that if the, if the apartment has been inherited, which is a lot of happens in, in Croatia particularly, they don't tend to sell property, they tend to inherit it. Um, then, if there's three children, then each of the children want like 800 euros a month from it. So, therefore, the rent's going to be 2400 euros. Whereas, if there's one child, it might be 800 euros, same apartment. Um, so, there's that to consider. And, uh, and also, there's no real sort of, if you're from the UK, right move. If you're from uh, the US, uh, begins with Z, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a kind of a, a property comparison site. There's no real place to go and see how much rents are in an area. It's just how much they want to ask for. And some of them will ask for a lot of money, like this guy went to see, he went to 50,000 and he might be happy to have it empty waiting for someone to come along and pay him eight grand for the month. And he's happy with that. Whereas in the UK it's very much like, oh no, it's a business. We've got to rent it out. Otherwise, oh, I don't, don't want it to be shuttered and all that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think the the other thing as well, and which is great about being on the ground and talking to people and, and talking to other expats as well mm. who are who are there long term because they're gonna know some bits and pieces. And one thing that we that we learned from some friends in Istria was that there's this funny rule in Croatia, and I'm not sure if it's the same elsewhere. I say funny as in odd from kind of UK, it doesn't happen. Um, is that they can't rent a property for any more money than it's advertised at. So, if for example, they have it on one website at €2,000 a month and another website at €1,000 a month, and as, as a potential tenant, I see both adverts, I can fairly legally insist that i will pay 1000 euros because that's the lowest price that's been advertised so they're always going to pitch it high because of course they are because they can't if they end up getting some kind of bidding or they can't put the price up so they have to start high on the off chance they get lots of interest
1: i think the the house we were in history was i'm sure it was on for like 2300 euros or something like that it was a lot of money and I remember saying to Leanne, let's go look at it. She says, why? Because that's just ridiculous. We, we, you know, we can't justify that kind of rent. And we got there and we got it for quite significantly less than that. But again, as Leanne said, it wasn't that we went in there and went, well, I'll tell you what, we'll give you X amount of money for it. It was, we sat down with him. We didn't even talk money. Then we went around for dinner with him. Didn't talk money. Well, in fact, no, I think we might have said, yes, we want it. And he's like, okay, okay, great. Let's just have dessert. And then we met him a third time. We started talking about money. And we went in and said, "Look, you know, we're paying this at the moment," and he was. And we came to an agreement, but not to be put off. So, if you're looking through, you know, if, if someone wants three thousand for it, it's worth going to look at it, even if your budget's only a thousand. Because one, they might you might agree to meet somewhere in the middle, and which you might be able to afford. And two, even if they say no to this one, they might have others or no other people who've got something more in your budget.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. People always know somebody. You know, somebody got something that. Yeah. And I think just having that patience and that's something that I'm not very good at. And Al's very good at it because he's done the whole negotiation with property (laughs) stuff before. So he's like, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. I'm not very patient. Um, But I've learned that you just have to be patient. You have to go through that process. And ultimately, it's better because you end up finding more out out about your landlord, which is great. Um, You know, you know who you're giving all of this money to. If you can trust them, what the terms are. Um, Yeah. Patience
1: absolutely so what else have you got
0: nothing i think i think i've covered mine okay so
1: i will i'll summarize all these in the show notes if you listen to this 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 was a lot of this was just scribbled notes before we started this so i'll proper summarize them in the show notes um but essentially what we need what we're talking about is going um is getting boots on the ground don't sign anything for a long term unless you've seen it and you've seen the area um ideally live in the area for a little bit um, if you can uh, consider that the Airbnb price is generally what they want a week is what you'll but you'll rent it long term for a month. Um, excuse me. Um, then also uh, be aware that in July and August, the peak months, they might want you to move out, or the rent might go up massively. Um, finally, just build the relationships. Ask everyone when you get here. Just ask everyone you're in the shop if someone starts chatting to you and you go hey can i ask you a quick question where, where do you think is a good place to live we have a dog so it's lucky we go into dog park and then we'll ask people there and we find recommendations for vets etc 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 but we just ask locally um and uh, um, and also just be aware that on some of the sites people, you tend people are people and if you say, I'm thinking of moving to this particular area, which is a nice area, people might go, Oh, it's nice, but it's really expensive there and whatever and oh it's full of this and there may be an element of jealousy there that online in certain groups.
0: Yeah, pinch of salt, like we said, different different people ask lots of different people and once you tend to get a consensus from various people then that yeah you can start to make a, a an informed decision about it i think the only last thing really is if you are looking at a long-term let um it's just really just being clear on what's included when they say plus bills mm. um we've never really been caught or stung with this but i guess it's just understanding what just asking kind of generally what things cost so water electric gas internet and then there's odd ones like Croatia has one, um, like you pay your bins centrally for them to come and take your bins. Mm. Um, but that was in it might not be in split, I'm not sure. Spain had things like, I think we said that our first apartment had a shared pool, so there's some kind of community maintenance fee that we had to contribute to, or or we negotiated that we wouldn't. Um, your man who's dreaming and wants 50K for a shitty apartment, actually it's not as nice, but it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, plus bills, which is, like, you know, gas, electric, hot tub, hot tub. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cleaned once a month, which is 300 quid. What? Mm. What do they do to it? <laughs> you could buy a new hot tub every, like, six months <laughs> rather than just not clean it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea, a really good point. And there's other things which, like, we had a hot tub or a jacuzzi in. I don't know what the difference is. It's just a different name. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I think a jacuzzi might be a brand.
1: Ah, okay, like Tannoy and Hoover um but um the other thing is yeah if you, we had a hot tub in the last place which did contribute to the electric mm-hmm. um and then air conditioning is quite expensive um you know that kind of thing so yes be clear on the bills and that's where it's as much the meeting and the and the dance you do at first is to see whether you can trust them as much as they'd see mm-hmm. if they can trust you because in our last place he just sent us a piece of paper with numbers on it and going the total you owe well for bills is this now, i think we could have asked for the bills and gone through them but we wouldn't have known. we wouldn't have necessarily understood it um so we took it on trust um,
0: yeah and then when we asked people kind of typically what do you pay they they kind of confirmed it yeah. was around that didn't they and i think it's just understanding like the internet for example typically it's it's the same everywhere i think you get different packages so is that enough for what your needs are blah 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 it's getting into the nitty-gritty specifics of it but um, yeah, the better relationship you have, the more you can be able to have these conversations and, and feel confident in the answers that you're getting.
1: And if you're coming from the UK or the US, then the tenancy law is and probably, I'm guessing, the same in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, tenancies, tenants tend to have a lot of power, um, whereas in some of the other countries, they're not necessarily. Uh, we were we went to pay our rent on the dream house we talked about where you was right by the sea. We went to pay our rent because we used to pay it cash every month in the estate agent's office. I will leave you to come to your own conclusion about why it was in cash. <laughs> um, went to pay on the estate agent's office, and she sat. She sat down. and said, like, "I'm really sorry, I got some bad news. He's, he's selling the house." And I was like, "Oh right, how long we got?" He said, "Well, Tuesday. It's, it's being sold on Tuesday." And we were like, "Shit, what do we do?" And she said, "Well, basically, just stay there because you know he's going to have to work to get you out, um, and I'll just tell him that." But the it was
0: woman, a similar thing when she said she was like, "Until you're two months in a raise, he can't do anything." Um, so you've got at least two months, and then probably three. Um, and at that point, handed us back our rent. Mm-hmm. It's like, come in next week, and I'll give you your full deposit. <laughs> All right, then.
1: Now, we are landlords ourselves, and of course, we, you know. The, Horrifying Did that that yeah, could happen. horrified it would happen. And also, we're not saying that try and screw your landlord. We're just saying that he screwed us by selling the house without even telling us.
0: And screwed her because he didn't sell it through her.
1: Yes. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so I think, is there anything else that we that we need to give around the actual where?
0: I think this is kind of the all about, you know, once you've you've settled on it, a city or a town is, is kind of narrowing that where to, you know, where in that in that place. So I think they're the the main things. Knowledge is everything, mm. being on the ground is everything. Mm-hmm. Take things at a pinch of salt until you get multiple people telling you the same thing. Um, and if you ever have a problem with a Nikita, give me a call. <laughs>
1: she pulled it off our dog she's amazing right okay guys um as ever well not as ever as of last week we have a new roadmap up on our site a sidewayslife.com forward slash roadmap um totally free what you're gonna get there you'll see the roadmap we've created it's a little bit rudimentary because we're looking for some feedback if you just want to get involved in some way, you think yeah cool okay help us then we're not charging any money for it just there's a little pop-up you can pop your email address in um and uh, and we'll get in touch with you we'll reply back and go hey where are you up to at this point we just want feedback on it we want to go well, okay what resonates what doesn't etc etc so if you're interested in getting involved then do that if you've got comments thoughts just want a you shout out to
0: yourself no don't keep them to yourself
1: <laughs> well if they're not if they're nasty like what my mother used to say if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all mm-hmm. but if you can say something nice and you want to tell leanne how how she's amazing and like She-Ra of the of the Akita world. That's a dated <laughs> reference, isn't it? Um, then uh, go to a Sideways Life on uh, Instagram. That's instagram.com forward slash a Sideways Life or just search for a Sideways Life or email us at sidewayslife at gmail.com. Yeah. Bye for now.
0: Bye.